Well, good morning. Are you still doing good? Come on, you made it to the 930 service on Daylight Savings Time weekend. You are my heroes. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to just mention a couple of things. We want to encourage you to get signed up uh, if you want to join our iKids team. Uh, our iKids area has uh, really grown, and so we're looking for more people that love God and love kids and want to be a part of that team to serve, and so make sure you do that. And then Made New Weekend, if you are ready, you've given your life to Jesus, and you want to follow him, and your next step is water baptism, then we want you to sign up. You can go out to the lobby today at Impact Central, get signed up. Uh, There'll be a couple of sheets out there. That way we can be prepared for you, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and so we're excited about that. And I want to jump right in because I'm going to to give you uh, what I believe God has put on my heart today. We've been in this series that we've called I Declare War. Somebody say, I Declare War. Come on, y'all gonna have to say it like you mean it. I know that it's 9.30 service on Daylight Savings Time weekend, but somebody say it like you mean it. Say, I Declare War. Oh, you sound so good. Look at your neighbor and say, you sound good. You sound good. So we're in this series. It's based on a book that Levi Lesko wrote called I Declare War. And in part one, we talked about thinking like a wolf. And we said kind of the whole, the whole idea that day was you can change the way that you feel by changing the way that you think. You can change the way you feel by changing the way that you think. And then in part two, last weekend, we talked about speaking like a wolf. And we said that if Jesus is Lord of your life, he needs to be Lord of your lips too. Can I get an amen right there? You can change the way you feel by changing the way you think. And if Jesus is Lord of your life, then you need to make him Lord of what you say also and so that's where we've been going and part one and part two and what we've been talking about and thinking and speaking over the past couple of weeks they they need to lead into what we're going to talk about today and so i want to talk to you on this subject today i've titled the message act like a wolf act like a wolf look at your neighbor look at your neighbor and tell them you need to act right you need to act right (laughs) you need to act right act like a wolf now, I'm curious today as we get started, have you, ever, have you ever struggled to live out what you say you believe? <laughs> have you ever said one thing and then you struggled throughout the week to, to live out what you believe? Have you, ever, have you ever been one person at church and been another person on Tuesday morning? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, can I say yes? <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to be real today. You ever, you ever been one person when you came to church and you're just like, oh, we're just blessed. Everything's just going great. And then we see you on Tuesday driving to work and you're cutting people off in traffic. And, and you were yelling at somebody and you didn't realize they go to the same church as you. And now they're mad at you and they're sitting across the room. Just, you're struggling to live out what you say you believe at work, maybe even in your marriage with your kids, with your employees around certain groups of people, you get around certain groups of people and and it causes you to struggle to live out what you say you believe. You know, maybe you've been working on your thinking. (laughs) You've been working on what you've been saying over yourself and how your your words impact other people and they, they impact the future and they impact you ultimately. But today, I think that we need to talk about our actions. And at one point or another, we have all probably dealt with this tension in our lives that we're working on our thought patterns, we're working on what we're speaking over ourselves, but sometimes the way that we act doesn't line up. 
sometimes we forget who we are. Sometimes, and I don't mean who you are like you, you looked in the mirror and forgot, oh, I forgot who I am. No, I'm talking about as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, sometimes we forget who we are and our actions don't line up with what we say we believe. And I love that the Bible actually has a few things to say about this tension in our lives. And so I want to start today in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 4 through 8. And I've got it today in the message translation because I like the way that, that it puts it, the way that it was translated. It says, but friends, you're not in the dark. So how could you be taken off guard by any of this? You're sons of light, daughters of day. We live under wide open skies and know where we stand. So let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. Anybody ever felt like you're just sleepwalking through life? <laughs> I'm not really living life, I'm just sleepwalking through life. Let's keep our eyes open and be smart. People sleep at night and get drunk at night, but not us. Since we're creatures of day, let's do what? Everybody say it together. Let's act like it. Walk out into the daylight, sober, dressed up in faith, love, and the hope of salvation. If you're looking for one statement that will sum everything up that we're going to talk about today, it would be this, and you can write this down, that your daily activity should come from your new identity. Your daily activity, how you live your life day in and day out, week in and week out, should come from your new identity. How many of you know that when you gave your life to Jesus, he gave you a new identity? The old is gone, the new has come, but some of us are struggling to match our actions and live like we have a new identity. Some of us are having, having some struggles, myself included, as we go through life, and so I want to try to help us today. What you choose to do tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that should come from your brand new identity and I want to give you four things as we go through this message today talking about acting like a wolf four things that we need to pay attention to in our lives regarding our behavior our activity the way that we act the way that we live our lives here's number one you need to pay attention to your past pay attention to your past some of us are not paying attention to our past now let me tell you what I mean we have to learn to act like a wolf but we can't do it alone you ever notice that every wolf has a pack? That every wolf has a pack? Wolves are actually social creatures. And the strength of the wolf is the pack. And the strength of the pack is the wolf. Because wolves stick together. Wolves fight for each other. How many times do we get caught up in fighting against each other? when we should be fighting for each other. And we get caught up in little petty things that, that well, you kind of think this, and I kind of think that, and you kind of believe this, and I kind of believe that, and it's really non-negotiable things, and we're getting upset with each other, and we're fighting against each other and not fighting for each other. And we're, we're, we're at odds with each other, and we're upset with each other instead of standing up for each other. And we need to learn how to do this. We need to pay attention to our pack. And one question that you need to ask yourself today is this one. Who am I doing life with? Number one, are you doing life with somebody? Number two, who are you doing life with? The reason you need to ask this question and I need to ask this question is because it matters who you do life with. Who am I doing life with? I like 
I'm not sure how you say his last name. I think it's Jim Rome, but he says this. He says, You're, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, help me, Jesus. Y'all are going to talk back to me today. But you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So, so think about, and, and he was saying in, in this study, he was saying that, that you're the average, like, income-wise, most of the time, the people that you hang out with, you're probably somewhere in the middle of, of the amount of money, the, the type of job, the, the, the social status, all of these different things, even in your spiritual walk with Jesus. Most of the time, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So who are you spending the most time with? Somebody said it this way once, if you're, if you're the smartest person in your group, you need a new group. <laughs> if you're the most intelligent person, if you're the most spiritual person, if, if you, then you probably need to find a few new people that you can surround yourself with who are smarter than you. I like the way that Craig Rochelle even says it. He says this way, he says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me the people you're hanging out with and I'll show you where you'll be in 10 years. Show me who you spend the most time with and I'll show you what you'll be doing 25 years from now. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. We need to be doing life with people who are heading in the same direction that we are spiritually. I'm not telling you don't ever hang out with people that don't believe in Jesus. How are you going to reach people that don't believe in Jesus if you're not ever around people that don't believe in Jesus? But if, if, if I can say to you, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, then the people that you're spending the most time with actually matter. It matters. If you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, it matters. It matters. So we need to be paying attention to who we're around, paying attention to our pack. Here's number two. Second thing we need to pay attention to, we need to pay attention to your posture. Pay attention to your posture. Now, we're going to get very practical uh, and spend a little bit of time on this one uh, because I know this is one that, that I deal with and struggle with, and I think there are a lot of us in the room today that struggle with this one. Paying attention to, attention to your posture. Did you ever have a teacher or a parent or somebody, you know, a teacher growing up in school that was always, you know, sit up straight. Stand up straight. You know, it's and like you'd be sitting in your seat and you're like, but it to sit up straight. The reason it's uncomfortable is because you've been slouching for so long. But sit up straight. Don't slump in your chair. Stand up straight. Let me let me ask you a question today. What is what is your resting face? <laughs> Some of y'all are looking at each other like right now. I don't know. What is your resting face? I'm talking about the face when you're sitting in your chair, you know, you got you know men, you got your chair. When you're sitting in your chair and you're relaxed, what does your face look like? <laughs> your resting face. When, whenever, whenever you're getting ready for bed or you lay down and you're, in, 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 and you're rested, what does your resting face look like? Maybe we could ask the question this way. I like this. If you're a Christian, does your face know it? <laughs> if you're a Christian, does your face know it? I think we need to pay attention to our posture. You ever known someone that you thought was mad all the time just because of their resting face? 
<laughs> just because of the way that you like, you just look upset all the time. I'm like, no, I don't bark. <laughs> well, you don't look fine. You need to tell your face that you're fine. <laughs> you, that person you're constantly asking, like, you okay? Everything all right? You know, yeah, this is just my face. <laughs> this is just what I do. I think we need to pay attention to our posture. I know that, that one bad habit that I picked up that, that maybe maybe you have this habit, maybe you've struggled with it, maybe you've overcome it. I don't know. This is a, and believe it or not, this is a really hard thing to overcome, right? And you think I'm about to go really deep right now. But a bad habit that I picked up uh, at a very young age was biting my nails. <laughs> that is the hardest thing to stop. <laughs> Those of you that struggle with biting your nails, you know what I'm talking about. You see that white come up on the end of your nail and you're like, <laughs> it's a str- the struggle is real. But so is Jesus. Amen. <laughs> we all have, come on, you got your thing. You've got your thing <laughs> that you struggle with that may not be that deep, but it actually matters. And I'm going to try to explain to you in just a few moments why I believe that it actually matters. Um, I wonder today what your posture is in your life. Uh, they say that you can tell how successful a wolf is. How, how successful they're going to be in life by the way that he or she carries himself or herself. By his posture. They've studied, it was interesting to me as I was reading some of this and listening to some of this. People that study wolves, like I just, you know, I'll just take, I'll just take their research and use it. You know, I'm not going to go live with some wolves to figure this all out. But they say that you can tell by a wolf's posture how successful they're going to be in life. By the way that they carry themselves, how successful they're going to be in life. Whether their ears are up or down. If their fur is bristled or not. How they walk, how they carry themselves. And I found this interesting that as human beings, doctors say that when you stand in a stressful way, it causes you to be stressed. When you stand like you're stressed, it causes you to be stressed. So how many of us are walking around with You know, we're just thinking. And we're standing in a stressful way. And doctors say that when you stand in a stressful way, it will actually cause you to be stressed. Some of y'all are stressed just because of your posture. Some of y'all, some of y'all are like just all the time because you're just all the time. Your posture actually matters. Your posture actually matters. It says that if a doctor took a saliva test after you stand stressed for 15 minutes, that your stress level would be through the roof. If they were to actually test you on how stressed you are, you don't even have to be stressed about anything that's going on. But if you stand for 15 minutes like you're stressed, they take a test, your stress levels would be through the roof. Some of us are stressed out because of our posture, by the way that we're carrying ourselves. I think many times we don't fully realize how our posture is affecting our life. 
And think about this for a moment. The less free that you feel in your posture of worship, the more important it is for you to do it. The less free that you feel to worship God, you know, sometimes we come and, and, and we're all on different stages, you know, and, and co- all come from different backgrounds. And, and there's a lot of us here that we lift our hands and it's not because it's anything weird. It's because we know where we came from and we're just surrendering to Jesus and saying, you know what, today I give you my life again. Because sometimes we, we make that decision and we say, I'm going to give you my life. And then three weeks later, we pick our life back up and we start worrying about things again. And we start trying to take care of things again. And we start trying to make things happen again. And we just need to say, you know what, I just surrender my life to you. So some of us, we know where we came from and where God's brought us to. And so we just, we just lift our hands and worship. <laughs> but there's a difference. There's a difference. And I'm, not, and I'm not, this is not a message on worship and how you should worship. We all have our different ways of worshiping. But there's a difference in your posture when you're standing like this. And when you're standing like this, there's a difference in how you will feel when you stand like this. <laughs> and when you're standing. Like this, or like this. There's, there's a difference in how you'll feel based on your posture. Your posture matters. You don't have to look at the ground while you worship. Some of us, we need to realize just today that we can look up when we worship because God lifts your head. So no matter what, you, no, no matter what your week looked like, you can come into here and you can worship God, and you can come to Him boldly, and you can lift your hands, and you can lift your head, because God is the lifter of your head. And God, and, and God can take care of whatever's going on throughout your week. And God can change whatever it is that you're struggling with in that terrible situation that you've been dealing with. You don't have to, to look down. You can look up. You can lift your hands. You can lift your voice. There's something so freeing about a posture or a body language of power even when you don't feel like it there's something about coming into the presence of God and lifting your hands and singing out loud when you don't feel like it there's something that there's something that changes on the inside of you whenever you take on a posture of power when you don't feel like it Even though you don't feel like it, some of us need to remind ourselves, (laughs) even though I don't feel like it, my posture matters. Even though right now it's 1030 and it feels like 930. And when I got in my car this morning to come to set up, it said 517. I thought nobody should be awake at 517. (laughs) But when I don't feel like it, there's something that happens inside of me when I change my posture and I lift my hands and I lift my voice and I say, I'm going to worship in this moment even though I don't feel like it. Even though I don't feel like it. You got to worship like a wolf. You got to sing like a wolf. You got to hold your head up like a wolf. If a 
Another thing I found interesting was that the doctor took a saliva test after you stood up tall for 15 minutes. Uh, this research said that your testosterone level would be through the roof. <laughs> that there's something about standing like this. There's something about standing up tall and carrying yourself like this that does something inside of your body that you don't even know it's doing that changes levels of things in your body by your posture, by how you walk, by how you stand, by how you sit, by the look on your face. Come on, somebody. Another thing that most of us do uh, that has to do with our posture is shallow breathing. I found this interesting that a lot of us were living in a constant state of our blood starving for more oxygen because we don't breathe deep enough. A lot of times we're just kind of... And, and really, and what, I, what, I, what I saw was that really in order to get a really good breath, your, your chest needs to like, like you need to fill up with air and then let it out. Fill up with air and let it out. And many of us, we don't do that, myself included. Like I, I don't breathe like that. But a lot of us, we're living in a state of our blood needs more oxygen just because of the way that we're breathing. But we don't think this matters. We don't think that our posture matters. You know how I know that I, don't, that I haven't been paying attention to my posture? <laughs> that, I don't, that I don't think that it matters? Because I'm not intentional with it. I'm not intentional with it. But it matters more than what you know. It, <laughs> at 120 beats per minute, your mind starts to become fuzzy. So if you're constantly starving for oxygen and your heart rate is up at 120 beats per minute, at 150 beats per minute, you just, you ain't going to be thinking, right? It's like, go get on the treadmill. I'm talking while I'm running on the treadmill. I ain't thinking, right? 120 beats per minute, you know, you start to, your thinking starts to get fuzzy. At 150 beats per minute, your mind basically shuts down. And this is why so often, uh, many of us, we think of the perfect comeback to what somebody said in an altercation after the fight's over. You ever done that? You're in this heated argument, and you're determined to win. Come on, somebody. I'm going to win this argument. And, and most of us will think of the perfect comeback 30 minutes after we're finished. Because your heart rate went down. And when your heart rate was up here, and you're fired up. You're not going to be thinking clearly. And so many of us, we think of the perfect comeback. We're like, man, I wish I'd have thought of that 30 minutes ago. Man, that would have been so good in that moment. It has to do with our posture in life. Sometimes you're making bad decisions not because the devil made you do it, but because you aren't thinking clearly because of your posture and your breathing and things like that. But knowing what to do really hasn't ever been the problem, has it? Knowing, knowing what to do really hasn't ever been. So for many of you, I'm not telling you anything that you wouldn't stop and say, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Knowing what to do really hasn't ever been the problem. Have you ever known that you needed to change some patterns in your life? Have you ever just known that you needed to change the way that you eat to have a healthier life? You, ever just, you just know it? You ever, you ever just known that you drink too many sodas every week? 
You ever just known that your posture in life wasn't good and wasn't helping you experience your best life? But here's the key. It says right here, there's a big difference between knowing what to do and doing what you know. Many of us know what to do, but we don't ever do what we know. We know that we need this, but we don't do what we know. And there's a difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it. Your posture matters. So we've got to pay attention to our pack. We've got to pay attention to our posture. Here's number three. You've got to pay attention to your pregame. Pay attention to your pregame. I'm trying to help you out. These all start with the letter P. You haven't picked up on that yet. <laughs> pay attention to your pregame. I'm not talking about what you do in the middle of the game as the clock is ticking down. I'm talking about what you do before the game ever begins. And there's a, a book called American Wolf, and in that book the author says this, and we kind of talked about this in week one of this series, but I want to read this to you. It says, they often, talking about wolves, they often gather to howl before setting off for a nightly hunt, apparently as a kind of morale-boosting exercise. This type of howl often follows a rally, an exuberant display of affection in which wolves leap on one another, forming a furry pile of tail-wagging bodies. Now, I'm not saying we need to leap on each other and form a pile of bodies. But I think there's something to be learned from this, that before before they go out and, and, and try to hunt, or before they go out, they, they pump each other up. They're encouraging each other. There's something that's going on uh, before the actual hunt. There's something, let me say that again, because I don't know if you heard it. There's things that they do before the actual hunt that makes all the difference. And if wolves have the sense to fire themselves up before the game, why do we walk into work each day without giving thought to what's going on in our souls? Why don't we just get up and run around and get ready and go to work without giving any thought to what's going on in our hearts? Any thought to the state that our souls are in? We need to pay attention to our pregame. The stuff that we do before the actual game. And what does this pregame look like practically? Well, it could look like reading the Bible each morning before you start the day. Could be listening to a worship song before you start the day. Could be speaking truth over yourself or your family before you start the day. And I wonder what would happen to all of the worrying we do about the actual game if we spent more time focusing on the pregame. I wonder if it would change our stance when we're actually in life living in our day if we paid more attention to what we did before we stepped out. Because a lot of times we're, we're in reactive mode. And so we, we walk out and we're, we're living life, we're going to work, we're doing all this, we're in these relationships, you know, living through our marriage, trying to raise our kids, and we're doing all this stuff and we didn't give any thought to what we needed to do before this all started. This reminded me, when I was making these notes and, and preparing this, it reminded me of a song. Uh, there's a Christian artist named Francesca Battistelli. And uh, there's a song that I, I think we have these on the screen. And I, I love the song, and we used to listen to this song a lot, and we would kind of chuckle and laugh about the words of the song. But this is what it says. It says, here I go tiptoeing to the kitchen. And don't you know, crash goes the coffee cup. My only chance to be still and listen, Lord, don't let, don't let your kids wake up. Come on, anybody ever prayed that prayer in the morning? <laughs> 30 more minutes, just let them sleep, 30 more minutes. A little time with you, the only way to get me through 
the day. Pushed and pulled by a thousand expectations in all the roads that I'm supposed all the roads that I'm supposed to play. To hit the ground running's a temptation. But I have learned this lesson the hard way. A little time with you is the only way to get me through the day. Oh, come meet me in this moment before it all gets going. These plates start to spin. Many of us feel like that. We get in our day and all of our plates are spinning and we're trying to balance all this stuff or whatever. And did you give any thoughts to what you needed to do before you stepped into that? When the crazy kicks in, a circus of distractions is just about to happen. I'll be ready when the crazy kicks in. I can't remember. I think it's crazy kicks in or something's the name of this song. (laughs) But we used to chuckle when we would listen to that in the vehicle because it was like, wow, that's just so true. The only way, I think, I think the writer of this song is trying to tell us something that many of us don't pay attention to. And the lines that, that I have underlined in my notes, but I have learned this lesson the hard way. A little time with you is the only way to get me through the day. What you do before you walk out of your house, what you do before you start work, what you do before you cook breakfast, What you do before you let all the plates start spinning and your day kicks in and all the crazy kicks in matters. It matters. And we need to pay more attention to spending time with Jesus, worshiping in the morning, spending time in the word in the morning before all of the game actually begins. Focusing on our pregame prepares us for when the game begins. And many of us, we're not prepared And the reason we're stressed and we're worried and we're just anxious all throughout the day is because we didn't prepare. We didn't prepare. Preparation matters. And here's number four, fourth thing we need to pay attention to. Pay attention to your props. Now, I have the definition of what a prop is, the best definition I can find. It's something used in creating or enhancing a desired effect, something that props or sustains. And since we're talking about the way that we act today, we're talking about um, our actions. What do actors use a lot of times? They use props. When somebody's acting, they use props. Now, uh, then the question becomes, what are my props? Well, I'm glad you asked. What are my props? Well, I want to go back to 1 Thessalonians 5, 8. It says, since we're creatures of day, let's act like it. Walk out into the daylight sober, dressed up in faith, love, and the hope of salvation. Now what's interesting to me about this verse is how it talks about getting dressed up. Which means that you have to keep putting it on. And then put it on again. 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 And And I'm going to keep repeating it until you get it. And then put it on again. And put it on again. And put it on again. And then put it on again. (laughs) You've got to keep getting dressed up. What are you putting on? You're putting on faith. You're putting on hope. You're putting on love. You've got to keep putting them on. They fall off, you put them back on. You slip back into anger, you put them back on. Someone aggravates you, you put them back on. Someone pulls out in front of you on the way to work. You put them back on. You got to put on 
faith, hope, and love. I need some faith on. I need some hope on. I need some love on. It matters. I think about how our kids will dress up in superhero costumes around the house. Anybody that has kids, your kids like to dress up? They'll dress up in these superhero costumes, and they'll be, we'll have Batman running around, and Spider-Man, and the Hulk, and you know all of this. And what I find interesting is they feel like whenever they're in this costume, it's almost like I feel like I can do anything because I am this person. This is what I have suited up in today. This is what I have put on today so I can handle whatever. It's almost like it changes the way they view themselves when they have that superhero costume on. And maybe for some of us in the room today or even for some of us that are watching online, we need to do this. We need to figure out what it takes to suit up every day so that you can be your best when you show up. Instead of just showing up, you need to suit up before you show up. What are you putting on? You're putting on faith. You're putting on hope. You're putting on love. Anybody ever need a little faith throughout the day? Anybody ever need a little hope throughout the day? You ever need a little love throughout the day? Come on, somebody. When you don't feel like being loving, you got to put it on. Put it on. How can you make sure that you're putting on faith, hope, and love every day and throughout your day? Maybe you need a little, uh, maybe you need to get a, and this is just super practical, but one thing that, that helps me, I know like when I'm at the gym or uh, sometimes when I'm even just working, uh, noise-canceling headphones or earbuds or something. Why, why would I stand up here and tell you to get that? Because life is distracting. And some of you are, are up in the morning, you're like, I'm trying trying to give attention to my pregame. I'm trying to read the word and I start thinking about everything I need to do. I'm trying to do this. Maybe maybe for you you need to get a journal. And I think we even have some that you can that you can get back at the store. That you need to get a journal, something that you can write in. So you can write your prayers down. You can write what God's speaking to you down. You can write how you're feeling down. Whenever you're trying to pray, whenever you're trying to read the word and some thought comes in your head, you can write that down. There are just some practical things you can do so that you can make sure you're putting on what you need to put on. I know for me, when I get up in the morning and I start trying to do these things, I get distracted. And there are some times I'll be there for five minutes and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to go do that. And then I'll do that. And then while I'm doing that, I think of something else I need to do and I'll start doing that. And then while I'm doing that, I'll think of something else I need to do before I start doing that. And then, oh, by the way, now I got to, you know, now I got to do this thing. And oh, now I got to, oh yeah, I forgot I got to call that person. Oh yeah, I forgot we got to do that today. Oh yeah. And then you're to the end of your day and you didn't put anything on. <laughs> you were just walking through life, walking through that day and you didn't prepare It matters. It matters. Statistically, people who write down, I found this interesting, write down five things that they're thankful for each week. Not even each day. Each week. Statistically. The people that find five things that are they are grateful for and they write them down on a weekly basis boost their happiness by 25%. Some of you could change your face by changing what you write down. <laughs> Some of you could change how you walk through your day by just saying, you know what, I'm going to take time every day 
or once a week or whatever. This is my day to do it, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to write down things that I'm grateful for. How many of you know it's, it's easy to find the things that, that are not right? But when we take time to write down the things that we're grateful for, it does something inside of us. It does something inside of us that I think we take for granted too many times. I want to bring the worship team back up. All of these things that we're talking about today aren't trying to turn you into something you're not. They're trying to help you realize and live like who God says you are. Some of you are like, well, let's get spiritually deep. This is deep. You know how I know this is deep? Because probably most of us in this room struggle with all this. And we're wondering why, well, you know, why I'm, I just can't get, I'm working on my thinking and, I, and this is what I'm speaking over myself and I've been trying to do that all week long, but my actions aren't lining up. It's because there are some practical things you need to pay attention to. Who are you around? Who are you around? What are you doing before you walk into your day every day? What does your posture look like? How do you carry yourself? These are some things we need to pay attention to. I love what what Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 says. It says, so I am not the one living now. It is Christ living in me. I still live in my body, but I live by faith in the Son of God. He is the one who loved me and gave himself to save me. The desires that you feel, will you stand to your feet today? The desires you feel each day pulling you in the wrong direction are not who you are anymore. I'm going to say that again. The desires that you feel every day that are pulling you in the wrong directions are not who you are anymore. Galatians 2.20 says that it's no longer me who's living. When I gave my life to Jesus, then I died. And now, this life that I'm living in this body, I'm living through Jesus. I'm living through Jesus. You are not the wrong desires that you feel every single day. The things that you're struggling with, the things that you're dealing with, that is not who you are anymore. Somebody needs to get a hold of that. And maybe some of us, here's what we need to tell ourselves. When you feel like you're being pulled in the wrong direction, you need to... Taylor Swift on maybe every morning. <laughs> you, need to, you need to let the enemy know the old me can't come to the phone right now because he's dead. <laughs> Some of us, if you didn't hear anything else I said for this whole message, and you could get this one thing, that when the enemy starts trying to pull you in the wrong direction, that person can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Sorry, because they're dead. It's no longer me who's living. I'm living this life through Jesus. And with God, all things are possible. And the power that is inside of me, I can overcome. Jesus already overcame for you. So stop living like he didn't. It matters. Your thinking matters. Your words matter. And the way that you live your life matters posture matters. The things you do before you step out in the day, they matter. They matter. I dare you.
you for one week to focus on your posture, to focus on your pregame, to focus on all of these things. Every day when you get up, I'm going to put on faith, I'm going to put on hope, I'm going to put on love. And see what happens in your life. They matter. They all matter. You don't have to do what you feel. You can do what's right. And who are you? You're sons of light. You're daughters of day. So let's act like it. Let's act like it. I want to end with this quote and then we'll pray and and get out of here today. C.S. Lewis, he said this. He says, very often the only way to get equality in reality is to start behaving as if you have it already. Often the only way to get equality in your reality is for you to start behaving like you already have it. I want to be more loving. Behave in a loving way before you have it. (laughs) I want more faith as I go through my behave in that way before you have it. Well, I want this in my behave in that way before you have it. Don't wait on the feeling to get there. Don't wait on the emotion to get there. Don't wait until until everything lines up in your No, behave as if you have what you are wanting already. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. God, we thank you today for your word. I want to invite our prayer team to come down. God, I believe you're speaking to us through this series, and you're doing what only you can do. You are doing what only you can do. So, God, as we sing this final song today, we worship you. And we give you all the praise, honor, and glory. And, God, today, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would draw every person that needs prayer today. In Jesus' name.